0: Unless you're the only softball-loving human on the planet who's not following the Women's College World Series, you know this is the best time of year. And that's definitely the same at the high school level for those who play in the spring. This past week was the first round of postseason for Alicia's team, and if you've caught up with the past three episodes, you know the team is trending upward. If you haven't, go back and listen to them so you can get caught up on what's going on. So you want to know how they did? Let's jump in. Get your head in the game, coach. You're about to get your audio dose of softball inspiration.
1: I'm Melanie Resching. And I'm Alicia Smith, and we help softball teams win more games and have more fun.
0: Right now, you're joining thousands of passionate coaches across the nation who are dragging the field, prepping for the day, or driving to that other job while they learn and grow as a coach.
1: So if you're ready to learn how to build a strong team culture, get your players to believe, and make a real difference in their lives, you're in the right place.
0: This is the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. And we are here to tell you what happened next with the Matawan Wildcats. (laughs) So I got Alicia here trying to get her through here quickly because she's got more stuff she's got to do this afternoon. Because, of course, we coaches have more things we got to do, right? Uh, So, Alicia, I want you to just catch us up on the day. How'd it go? How'd you feel going into it? And tell us what happened.
1: Sure. So the week after uh, we last talked, right, we had Memorial day weekend. So we had those, those days off and I had an optional practice on Monday. So, cause kids just wanted to come out and, you know, swing the bat and get some ground balls. So we were out there for 10 kids came for maybe like an hour and a half and got some stuff done. And then we came to practice on Tuesday and we had a really tough practice. And I was just really impressed with how focused they were and how they just, they just seemed in a really good place. Right. Wednesday, was graduation. So uh, we had AP tests too. So the only time that we could practice was nine to 11 in the morning on Wednesday to have everybody there. So it was actually kind of nice because we could just get the practice over with. And then um, we could have the rest of our day and it wasn't so hot, you know? Um, uh, But our practices were really good. It just, we were coming off that, you know, that big, doubleheader where everything was just going really well um I was so happy with the way they were competing and playing and everybody was just everything was good you know and then they had this this break which I thought when they came back on Tuesday they said it was much deserved or sorry it was not only deserved but it was much welcomed I guess so Um, They felt good, you know, and then we had our we had a doubleheader against on Thursday against the same team we played last week because we both were in different divisions. We wouldn't see each other in playoffs, but we really wanted to have that game before districts because you just don't want to go 10, 11 days without playing and going into districts. And I can't explain what happened. And I know every coach that has coached has seen this right where things are going really well. They're playing really well and all of a sudden the old team comes back. And it was extremely frustrating uh, to the coaching staff because at one point in the game, there's eight kids on the bench and they're all literally sitting on the bench. <laughs> they're not, they're not standing at the fence. They're not cheering. The energy was very forced. It wasn't the same and I couldn't place my finger on it. So it's like, and we just got destroyed and it was like, what just happened? So we talked to him in between games and we had, another game and it was a little better the first two innings though we were down eight zero in the first two innings and then the bottom of the second we scored seven I'm like okay you know maybe they're going to come back and compete here so but we never we only scored one more run so whatever they had that one inning it was a very short burst and you know when you're facing the same pitcher, and you're just like what is happening it was just so inconsistent and strange and I thought okay we're just we talked to the kids after like, okay, good. We're, we got it out of our system. We'll give you the very first inning of the first game as being a little rusty, but the rest of it shouldn't be rust. Like we had, we had brought in former players that pitched in college that had time off that could come through. You know, we just, we just really tried to do everything to prepare them. So that's what was so strange. So Friday came back, we're like, okay, new day. We got it out of our system We had a little bit shorter practice, but we still did our same kind of, you know, an intensity from a defensive standpoint. And we brought in our pitcher, former pitcher again, that played in college to throw. We were very specific about what we were throwing them because we knew what we were facing on Saturday. So just, I don't know. Uh, Saturday woke up. I felt good. I felt really good for, for going into districts and seeing how we were going to do. Um, we got there. Uh, we did our hitting, uh, we did sit around a little bit, uh, longer than we have in the past. So we just tried to keep them moving, doing something. I think they were playing a fun game out in the, you know, in the, it was on the Lake shore, which was nice because then there's a blessing in the size by the way, because it was 90 some degrees here. And with the breeze coming off the lake, you know, if, if you live here in Michigan, you know, that that's always cooler. So, uh, but the breeze coming off the lake was still kind of strong and it was swirling around in a lot of different directions and during the game did a lot of crazy things to the ball. But, you know, we've just preached and preached and preached hard ground balls and line drives so you don't get stuck hitting fine balls. So the game started in the first inning. We had two outs runner on second and line drive to my right fielder and tipped off her glove and went to the fence and she scored. So it's one nothing. We're like, okay, no problem. We got to score one to win anyway. I'm never worried about the first run because you have to score one to win anyway. And, um, just, we just, we weren't hitting So I'm like, okay, first time through the lineup, no problem. You know, when the, t- when the pitcher throws a really good changeup, you have to pick one, right. You have to pick either the fastball or the changeup and you have to sit on one and you have to pick one. And they, they just, they, I don't know it just didn't adjust the second time through. I was hoping, you know, my lead off had gotten two hits in a row and we just, we couldn't do it in the first few innings. And um, it was okay. We kept telling them it's fine. So an inning game, it's no problem. Like the more you see her, the better we'll do. And uh, in the fifth inning, we were down four to one at the time. And um, my bottom half of the lineup did their job got on base and, you know, we had bases loaded and my slapper was up to bat and she, this a real it was a great slap it was placed perfectly and everybody was safe so we scored a run and here's my number three batter right like the situation is like you have your number three batter up to bat it's your you know you don't want anyone else up obviously that's why she's in that position base is loaded two outs this kid loves pressure I always say you eat pressure for breakfast like and she's just like I got like she was so confident and she hit a line drive to right center that on any other day and any other or on any other field, it would have been a gap shot, but the wind held it up. You could literally see the ball just, it, it never, it's like, go down, land, land, it hit the grass and it never did. And the center fielder ran a mile, but it just held it up there long enough for her to catch it. And um, I, when that happened, it was like, it took a little air out of me. Cause as a coach, I think you just know, right. You've been through the lineup three times now and they're still not adjusting and, that was a huge opportunity wasted. And then the next inning we gave up another run on a suicide squeeze and we were down five, one, and that's how the game ended. So, you know, we, we had even very few opportunities to take advantage of, let alone not taking advantage of the opportunity. So that was um, I was really disappointed for them. I was not disappointed in them because it was not for a lack of heart or energy. And on some days you just don't hit and you pray it doesn't happen on a day like that right our defense was not perfect um, we could have been a little bit better i think the game should have probably ended 2-1 or even 3-1 but you can't you can't think that way you can't play it like that in your mind you can't go back and double or you know second guess some of the things that um, that the choices that you made and i you know we feel we talked about as a coaching staff after and we felt like we did everything we could to prepare them and I don't know what happened. I've never in my career had a team peak at the end of the year and then go backwards right before playoffs or in playoffs. It's never happened. Um, I've, I've been trying to find answers, but I don't know if we will, but there were parts of that day that have happened all year. So it's not like they had, it's not like a team showed up that had never showed up before um, they sure tried you know, and I think that that's really the part that I'm most proud of them is that they really didn't quit. I mean, we had an opportunity to score a couple of runs, even in the bottom of the seventh, although at the time it would have, um, it, it just would have happened. It, you know, it d- would have depended on what happened after that, but at the time it would not have made a difference that with that one hit, but, you know, it was the same kid that was up to bat that, that could have, you know, busted it open with the double or triple even, um, and she struck out to end the game and she was crushed. And I think that, uh, that one, I'll just, I'll have to sleep on like what went wrong. Most likely I'll never, I'll never come up with an answer, but as a coach, you want to have one. And I think that's the most disappointing thing that I have, you know, for them is that that's how it ended because they did work really hard. You know, they, they did everything that we asked them to do. Yes, it took time. Yes, it took a lot of blood, sweat, and some tears is what I told them. But they improved greatly over the course of the year, and that's really what we have to hang our hat on. When you said that that
0: you never had a team go backwards, you have. The past – well, not last season. The two seasons before that that I have been following your seasons, you did that at the very end. It's like right before postseason. It's that tiny little dip, but you had that – season chopped off you didn't have the length of the season to come back and learn from it and then really peak at the end of season that's totally normal to me it's that you get to the peak they're all excited and then there's that little dip because of oftentimes physical <laughs> exhaustion mm, and that's usually that's when you would give them their break and then they would come back and keep going up in postseason but i think that has a lot to do with it i it sounds like it was a little blip on Thursday. They learned from it. And then because you gotta be really on point in postseason, it just didn't tip your way. So Mm -hmm. I'm not surprised. Like if you had had those two extra weeks of practices and games and team building and all that stuff beforehand, I think you, you would have shifted that timeline and it would have been right back to what you're used to
1: that could be true everyone could be true because we had another team dinner on Friday which was really nice and the kids were just all hanging out and laughing and we were showing they were showing us um everyone pictures of when they were like in Little League you know and it was really cute to see pictures of them when they were like eight and five and nine and I even pulled out some pictures you know of like some some older ones just for the kids to get a kick out of it and you know, we had a really good time, but I did really make sure that I just kind of sat back and li- listen to them like talk. And cause they're all in the living room all sitting around. And it was just, I made sure that I really kind of took, took in that moment because you do really, truly never know. I did feel very confident going in. Um, but like you said, we've been struggling with, with pieces that have been missing all year. And, and I hate using excuses, but you know, it, it isn't, it wasn't a normal season. Uh, from the get-go, um, obviously, with the, not only the COVID stuff, but also missing last year, right? We uh, Every team also is in the same boat, but for whatever reason, it just, it didn't seem to pick up uh, at the right time for us.
0: And it's interesting to me when I messaged you after like a like condolences because we we coaches know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, when this morning, when I had texted you, I was like, okay, let's see how hard it hit her. It didn't crush you, which I wasn't expecting it to, but I think that's a testament to your experience and to how hard the girls worked this season. Um, so what would you say kind of played into not letting that loss kind of define your guys' season?
1: Um, I think experience in that situation does help a lot, but I think also reflecting back and my assistant coach actually said this in the last huddle, um, when we were talking, she said, this is the best team as far as teammates go that I've ever coached. So, I mean, they never had any drama, maybe a little blip, but that happens, but they truly supported each other. They truly cared about each other. Um, and that stuff you, When you don't have to deal with all of that other added stuff, you can focus on the things that you need to focus on. So I think that, you know, it was such a good group of kids and I've got almost all of them back next year. And there was in the early part of the season when we weren't doing very well, I was like, okay, Alicia, this is a two-year plan. Like this is a two-year project, so to speak, for lack of a better word, right? It's a two-year project. We're going to get out of what we get out of this season, but we're also preparing all of these kids for next year too at the same time. Uh, not having that, that year previously for some of the freshmen and sophomores um, that were freshmen and sophomore last year that are now uh, sophomores and juniors, right? That this is really where we're starting to build that foundation. So I was also really kind of broke, heartbroken for my seniors. Obviously Uh, one was a starter. So um, she has been with me for three years. Um, Obviously would have been a four-year starter, but um, we have a special bond. So uh, that was the time, I think the only time I really cried was, was with her because I knew how upset she was. And I texted her later last night just to see how she was doing. She said, it was really hard to take my uniform off for the last time. And I told her that I can, I actually still remember from my high school basketball season, the last time I was in the locker room and had to take that jersey off for the last time. It's, it sucks. It doesn't matter how hot, sweaty, dirty you are. You're like, I don't want to take it off. Um, because it's a finality to it, but what's was kind of cool is I had a couple former players of mine that were there supporting the team and watching, and they played with my shortstop and they had gone up to her after and they just hugged her. And we said, we know how bad this sucks for you right now. And they were just giving her some, you know, it, it'll, the sting will start to go away after a couple weeks. And so that was pretty cool. But I think if you just kind of look back at those, you know, the relationships that I was able to start forming, um, the fact that they were really a close team, treated each other great. Um, and the fact that they improved, right. I've got us, I, I will always hang my head on the fact of where they started and where they ended up, regardless if they had that little dip, right. They made the choice to, to be better. And I got a lot of thank yous, right. From parents and kids and, um, some of the, I think a lot of the parents really recognize that improvement. And that's what they kept saying. You know, we really noticed that my kid learned this, my kid said that at home. Like, so stuff like that puts it in perspective, I think.
0: I've asked this question a few times to different Facebook groups, our customers, our people at some time, like, how do you know, like what's your proof that you have done your job? And that was far and away the most common one was like hearing that people get it and they want to come back and they saw like you had a purpose for what you're doing and they saw it work. <laughs> so that's high five to you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so you haven't had much time to process for looking forward, but looking forward, <laughs> what do you see taking this group of girls minus a few seniors, but their impact they've had, What do you see taking into next season?
1: Well, assuming of course, next season, starting in the fall is hundred percent normal, right? (laughs) Right? So, (laughs) you know, and we're really hoping because, you know, a lot of my kids are on the road to vaccinations and things like that. So a lot of, I think a third of them are already fully vaccinated. So I think that with that comes the hope of normalcy, I think as well, but, um, I think when it comes down to it, and I had a chat with a couple of my kids that I know are coming back, the few that I pulled aside for what I guess leadership would be. One already told me, I think this player should be with us next year with leadership. Um, I can't wait to get started for winter workouts. When should we start? How does, you know, and some of these kids, right, had that at the beginning of 2020. Right. And I guess actually it started right in the end of 2019, going into 2020, the workouts that my seniors were running before the season, they got a picture of what that looks like, how they helped inter- intertwine the culture into the workouts and how that was built and how much they appreciate it. So they got, they got a glimpse right into that. And they're all ready to do that. Right. They want to, when do we start? Do we start before Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, after, what do we start? So we, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. I had a chance to talk with a few of them that kind of hung out in the field. I could, I wasn't ready to go home and I don't think they were either. So we were just all kind of standing around chatting and, you know, with their parents and you know, a couple other, like their hitting coach was there too. So it was, we were just kind of having some conversations and they started bringing that up. And I said, yeah, I said, right after Thanksgiving, I think is the perfect time to start you guys can run those. My only requirement is that when you run your winter workouts, there's a plan and then you can, you know, shoot it by me. You can shoot me in a text or whatever and say, Hey, this is what we plan on doing coach. What do you think? Then you run it and starting that they're already excited for that, right? Starting that. And they recognize what was missed or what was missing, excuse me. And, and, and the opportunities that we didn't have this year. So they want to bring that back right away. And I think that that's, what's really cool right? They're, they're like, okay, for leadership, we want to do this for the workouts. We want to do that. And they're already thinking ahead, even though in the middle of the fact that they know they're disappointed. I think they're also a little disappointed in themselves, but I, I understand that from a player perspective. Um, so I think that will be very helpful moving forward. Dang. That's so cool. Okay. Now what? I love that. Yeah.
0: Uh, so last question I got for you is for coaches. I know a lot of coaches do exit interviews with their girls, which I've always found super helpful. How do you personally make the transition from, okay, this is how I shut down this year, process it, and then move forward to next year. Not within a day. I'm not saying that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't, I need, I need time and it depends on the year when, how much time I need. So Tomorrow, I already asked the kids to come down to the field to turn in the uniforms, I'll clean out the locker room, and do all this stuff, right? And I've never had the kids return their uniforms unless they're seniors. I said, this year, we're going to. We're all going to come down to the field. I want you guys to wash your uniforms first and bring them back, right? I, w- I want all of that back. It'd be a- And we all have a lot, you know, stuff to clean up. And I want to make sure that we all come together one more time. That will be that will be that. I think for me, that's good. Uh, either that or the banquet, you know, is usually when you, you wrap up that season and you say goodbye to it, you know, you have a little mini funeral and you just, you're just like, you know what, this is, let's celebrate the good things. Let's celebrate the successes of the team. This is where we also usually at the banquet will kind of, we, then we celebrate the individual accomplishments. I, I am, I hate stats I never put them out there. I, I don't like ever talking about individual players when it comes to all this stuff in the news. I hate it. And I know some coaches you know do and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just who I am. I don't like putting any spotlight on my team or my individual players at any point in time until the season is over. So, um, but anyway, when you do that kind of thing, you celebrate the accomplishments you get together one last time or one last time at the field, those are the moments when it helps me wrap it up move forward and uh, look forward to to next season. And we're actually running some camps this summer for the high school, which will be fun bringing back some of the former players and current players. And even one of my former current coaches wants to, or uh, wants to come back, which will be super cool, but it'll just give us an opportunity to all get together and, you know, work with the little ones and it'll be fun. And I think that uh, just because I have such a big group of kids coming back and watching them learn and and make that switch, right? Every player that comes into the program, I guess in theory, maybe not every single one, but every single player that really buys into the program that we're doing, they they have a moment where something switches for them, where they're like, wait a minute, I get it now. I'm going to work a little harder. I'm going to, you know, hold people accountable. I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little lot. I'm going to do these things or fight a little harder, whatever it may be. Every player has that one switch. And when it it happens at different stages, different times of year, different years for for players. And when it happens, it's really, truly special because you can literally see a difference in them and the way they play, the way they talk. And so I can see that in their eyes, right? So I'm really excited for next year. I also have a big class of eighth graders coming up, um, which is good uh, for the program, for a number number of players in the program. And I'm hoping that reinstituting summer programs and summer camps for the program will be will be good for the younger kids that are coming up. So what I what I told everyone is what I would like to do is I'd like to keep the windscreen up and the banners up and we'll give tours of the locker room out there on the field. Like this is so cool. Look what you get to see, you know, be a part of. So we're gonna keep all that up and run these camps and then we'll kind of close it all down and shut it down at the end of the month. But um that's what I'm looking forward to the most is the foundation has been built with a lot of these players. So let's see what we can do next year.
0: And that is a wrap for today's episode and the 2021 season. Bittersweet as it always is, I know Alicia and her girls would say they're glad they made it through a crazy couple of years and came out with a strong, supportive team culture that the program had become known for, because that's what we're really in this for, right? So congrats to Alicia and her team on another great year. And this wraps up this little mini-series. We'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you then. Have a good one.